if he can go from having his girlfriend in his bed every night, yeah, which you know, A leads to B leads to C. That's right. <laughs> As it should. Leads to the D. Leads to the D. My hoe face was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. But it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuckboy and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, we've got the breakfast at 12 or then there's no... But sometimes I put, like, an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex oh it was. Oh, my God. You're... <laughs> okay, but seriously... Hey everyone, just jumping in here before we get the episode started today with a little bit of a, a more serious note. Disclaimer. Um, we're recording this after the episode because we did think that we offered a trigger warning. Yes. Yes. So if you do have uh, issues listening to stories about sexual assault, um, domestic violence, mm. toxic relationships, toxic masculinity in general uh probably sit this one out yes however if you you know you do want to sort of listen to this and um hear someone else's experiences if you think that might help this could sort of be a good thing because the way we've spoken about it is it's nice it's therapeutic it was all light-hearted and yeah well versed and it shows that you know you can get over spicy trauma with help from your friends <laughs> yay yay <laughs> um anyway we will get into it you know i hate doing this we don't know how to start podcasts i'm just gonna put it out there this is the start of the podcast no, hello everybody yes because i don't know how to do it we talk about this every week well, no, how no. do no so because i go to say it and i'm like hello everyone and i'm like i sound like a fucking wanker you sound like dr nick off of the simpsons for right one. hello everybody <laughs> i'm dr <laughs> you bitch she is a bitch, right? <laughs> right? She's so mean to me. But what? no, but no, it's not even that. It's like we tried the intro thing, but then you listen to it and you cringe back. What no matter who does I listen, the intro thing. No, as in just doing like the, hi, hi everyone, welcome to blah, 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 blah. And I, I literally am saying it going, you're a fucking wit. Like, yeah, you're no, a fucking that, wit. Yeah, Emily. Okay, that works. sounds false though. It's like, yeah. hey guys. It's like using your service voice. Yeah. You're like, hey guys. Hi. Hey, Would you like fries with that? Oh, <laughs> or it's like YouTubers who are like, a lot of you have been asking. And you're like, bitch, you just wanted to do an episode on this shit. No one's been asking anything. <laughs> so for those of you that have asked, it's episode 34 today. <laughs> welcome to Oregon. So a lot of you have been asking what we're going to talk about today and we just made it up just then. (laughs) We did, we really did. We Um, really did. All right, go on. We have a guest today. We do. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Tell us about yourself. We have an English guest today. Hello. So yes, hello, I'm Faye, I'm a pom. Um, I have been travelling around Australia for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I arrived on the 16th of March. Um, So just as the pandemic kicked off. Last year. Yep, literally. So... Um, we, me and my boyfriend, we got on, um, we went from Manchester to London where we were going to fly. Yep. Um, stayed in a hotel for a night. My mate Giuseppe messaged me and he was like, just to let you know, you're going to have to quarantine for 14 days when you get here. I was like, great. Got on a flight. The only time they give you free booze on a flight is Australian flights. We got fucking hammered. Is that the only time? Mm-hmm. That's just a standard. Le- no, I know, I know. I've never had free booze on a flight before. Me, so you obviously get offered this beer, and me and Grant kept going up, and we were like, "Can we, can we have another beer, please?" And like, yeah, okay. And because you're at like a different altitude, like two and a half <laughs> drinks later, you are fucked. You are goddess. It's amazing. And you're not eating, and mm. you're just like, yeah. Oh, I was, I was hammered for like 24 hours straight. It was fucking. And beautiful. like, never so much do you want to join the Mile High Club. And at that point, you've got. But at that point, you've got the guts to do it, right? You're like, I could definitely get away with this because I'm three drinks deep and I'm fuck eyed. Right. And you're sitting there in your chair, and you're like, no one would notice. Yeah. No one would notice. We've got a blanket. No one would notice. But then there's two of you and a stranger next to you, and you're like, I think no one would notice. Pretty sure he's asleep. No one would notice. And the stranger next to me, because of COVID, was wrapped up, so she had a mask she had two masks on an eye mask on wrapped herself in fucking cling film so i was like we've got fucking patient zero over here i really don't think we're gonna shag <laughs> nothing kills the mood like someone wrapped in cling wrap it's to keep the aliens out everyone knows yeah. that guy's like fuck <laughs> oh, amazing oh. Yeah, yeah so we arrive we arrive in australia we're really excited we're in melbourne at this point completely forgotten we've got a quarantine because we're both hammered <laughs> um we <laughs> We get to the hostel and we're like, hey, they're like, where have you come from? I'm like, we've just come from England. And then they're like, um, you know, you have to quarantine for 14 days. I was like, oh, 
Because, of course, this was really scary at this point because mm-hmm. we still didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't hotel quarantine. There was three days where international flights were coming in and you just had to quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. Um, so you just had to stay inside a hostel. Yeah, so, but to be fair, the hostel was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, I think it was called United Backpackers. Shout out, the sick. Um, <laughs> they, so we got there. We sort of umdenard about going to a different hostel and lying. But, like, no, the right thing to do is to quarantine because we need to. Um. So we went up to the room. They gave us a private room for a really, really cheap rate, which was really nice. Um, and then they took us up to the roof for cigarettes, um, like escorted us like through all the back alleys so we wouldn't yeah. infect anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just so good. Like the, the manager came up and he was like, look, we just want to make your time here as nice as possible. We weren't allowed to drink in the rooms and stuff, but they brought us a bottle of wine at one point. Well, one of the people, I'm not going to say who, just in case anyone hears this, but he brought us up to the roof for a spliff. Grant was about to cry because he hadn't had weed in about <laughs> fucking four days. It was just, it was a really, really good vibe. Like, as quarantine went, I'm really happy I did it there. Yeah. Because imagine being in hotel quarantine, not being able to smoke for 14 days. I think me and Grant might have killed each other. My boyfriend did hotel quarantine when he moved here from mm-hmm. Melbourne. He did 14 days and he doesn't drink, doesn't smoke. He's very straight. But he TikToked. Um, but he, no, he got he got TikTok famous while he was in quarantine. Like, got like a hundred and fifty thousand views on every video he did while he was in in quarantine, and people like followed him on Instagram and like know him as the TikTok guy. Yeah. I'm like, you're what the fuck? Because <laughs> he tried to, he was teaching himself how to do, do the splits in quarantine. I did that, but I didn't manage it. I tried. He could do it against it was because he can do the splits like flat against the floor, but he wanted to do it like against a bed, so it was the other way. Yeah, he can do it. Ooh. And I'm like, you have stuff there. Like, how does that not hurt? <laughs> oh, just suck it in. Like, what? what <laughs> like, just tuck it, baby. You'll be fine. Can, can <laughs> confirm it isn't sucked in. But, um, yeah, so he did hotel quarantine and he was like, that shit was fucked. Like, and we drive past the hotel that he, because he was in um, in Voco in Surface Paradise. Yeah, yeah. We drive, it's on like the main, like Gold Coast Highway. We drive past it and he like gets a little bit of like shivers and he's like, I oh, <laughs> can't think about it. And then his, his family came up from Melbourne recently and they stayed in a hotel and like on their balcony, you could see Voco. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> PTSD Maddie over here like yeah. back and forth in the corner. He's just like, well, honestly, when Brisbane went into those three-day de- three lockdown, that thing, um, a couple of, what was it, like close to months ago now, yeah. when Brisbane went into that, he like, I've never seen the look of terror on a fully grown man's face like I saw that day. He, because he came from Melbourne who had nine months of quarantine mm-hmm. and then did the two weeks of hotel quarantine and then they were like three days of quarantine and he was like no no make it stop but we were fine gold coast didn't get affected at all so he was fine that's good good. yeah that seems like a way better um it was great way better option than the hotel thing that sent him quite crazy but he got me out of it so that would have been really scary coming into a country as everything starts to shut down Bro, like, like, what about <laughs> money? That would be my bit. Like, if, if I was going over, like, Australia, everyone got supported. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, right. This was the worst thing. So, it was really stressful for money. However, Grant got made redundant at the most perfect time. Oh, um, so, mm-hmm. he got made redundant from his job, got like, I think it was 6,000 quid. So, like, 12K. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So, about $12,000. And we got, so we got the van that we were meant to be traveling in. Um, and, okay, so the van was in a New South Wales rego, so we legally had to fucking go and get it sorted to do transfer of rego in New South Wales. Yep. So we were actually allowed to travel. And we had this sort of bed of money, which was okay. So for a while, we were doing well. Um, then when we got to New South Wales, um, we sort of, so we started running out of money. We kept getting really pissed. Because um, what yeah, else see, is there to do? I mean, <laughs> what else is there to do but when you're running out of money? It's probably not the best thing to Literally. do. Literally. Yeah. Um, but I ended up getting a job in Coffs Harbour in um, Element Bar, which was, it was quite fun for a little bit. But it, it just wasn't the vibe. Yeah. Like, Brisbane has been the best place for me to be. It's a little bit like Manchester. Like, as travelling has gone, my two favourite places have been Maruya. So that was the first place we went to in New South Wales tiny little seaside town so during obviously everyone's in quarantine everyone's in lockdown and whatever um we go to this big four holiday park there's like three couples including us on the site there's the beach like that so the park well you, you guys won't be able to see sorry listeners but there's like a park like a road and then literally the beach there which amazing was absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful like it was different levels being able to wake up and just we'd wake up and watch the sunrise have a spliff sit on the beach it was just 
fucking beautiful. And yeah. luckily, as our money started running out, I got a job. So yeah. Yeah, it's been it's it's been really lucky for us to be honest, and so much better than England. Yeah. All of my friends are fucking miserable. They can't yeah. do anything. How is it over there at the moment? Horrible. Uh, yeah, it's awful. But Boris Johnson is an absolute twat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tell him how it really is. <laughs> yeah, at work, I scream this all the time at work. You know, the boys in the bar keep pissing me off and calling me Mrs. Johnson. I'm like, <laughs> fuck off. Um, Headbutts filling. If, <laughs> yeah, if I was Mrs. Johnson, it would be ho- running a whole lot fucking better. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Um, but yeah, so he's fucking gone in and out of lockdown. At first, he had herd mentality. Then, fuck it, he's just, he's been shit. He's been fucking shit for that country. I called it from get go. Um, but all my, so loads of my friends have had COVID. Um, one of my friends messaged me and she was like, I can't taste or smell anything. I'm like, ah, you got the Rona. Uh, <laughs> you got the spicy cough, baby. See, I feel like, I feel like it's just standard over there. They're like, oh yeah, next. Here, one person has. Rona, the mm. whole city goes into lockdown. Which is yeah. how it fucking should be. It should be. That's exactly how it should be. It's just, it, it's a fucking shit show. Apparently the things are opening up in April yeah. in England. Everyone's sort of getting a bit more excited. I'm like, good luck, bro. But how can you, that's my thing, is how can you make a call so far out that's going, like, how can you be like, yeah, things are opening up in April? Like, Do you want to know why? Because it's Boris Johnson's birthday. <laughs> That's oh. the reason he's opening up for his fucking birthday. Oh my god, what an idiot! I know. But like Brisbane, like granted, it's annoying that old mate Palaszczuk is like, "Oh, the world's in ruins. Let's close down right now before you have a chance to do anything." But mm-hmm. like, it's kind of the way it should be. Like, let's close down right now. Let's open up right now. Like, it should <laughs> be that way where yeah. they like. We're going to open up in April. Yeah, okay, in six weeks' time, you're going to know what's happening. Like, what could happen between now and April? What could happen between now and tomorrow fucking morning Mm. that could change the game? Just because it's your birthday doesn't (laughs) account for anything. I'm sorry. How many people in the world have spent their birthdays in lockdown? Mm -hmm. Suck a fat cock. Literally, (laughs) man. Yes. When I I had a surgery a couple of weeks back, I got my lymph nodes and whatnot and my neck taken out. Mm -hmm. I also got my nose... My nostrils hollowed out. We've said this on podcast So she before. can suck better dick. Oi, oi. <laughs> but no, and obviously I couldn't smell anything. And then because of all the swelling around my neck, I couldn't really taste anything either. And I like, oh. I knew I didn't have it, but you still start to question yourself, right? Yeah. Because you're like, I do feel like shit. And at this point I've got the symptoms, but I'm not willing to tell anyone. No. <laughs> <laughs> if I go down, you're all fucking coming down with me, Literally. all right? <laughs> but it's so funny because there's so many, like, illnesses and, like, diseases and stuff out there that, like, you'll get symptoms and you'll know that it's pretty much that, but you'll you'll come up with every other explanation. However, however, COVID, there is a million other things you could have that are a cough. However, you've got COVID. Like, straight up, it has to be COVID. Literally, um, yesterday, so my housemate um, is really sick at the moment. Like, fluid in his lungs sick, borderline pneumonia. You can hear it when he coughs. So I booked him into the doctors, and as I I was – Sorry, because he's he's a functioning adult who can do things for no, himself. I was he's like, a man, darling. I, exactly, exactly. It got this bad, and I'm like, you can no longer breathe. I can hear the fluid in your lungs. Can I You're annoying me. Go away for half an hour. <laughs> it's not annoying. It's you could get me sick at this point, and it does revolve around me. Yeah, so go to a fucking does. doctor. Um, but no, and I went to book him in, and it got, does the COVID questionnaire, and it was like, do you have? Um, a sore throat or trouble breathing. And I was like, well, that's exactly why I'm booking him in. So, yes. And then it wouldn't let me go to the next page. So I reloaded and went, well, I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Upon upon further reflection, I don't think so anymore. No, that's not the only reason I'm sending him to the doctor. Now we're good. (laughs) They didn't list all the other things, so it can't be what they were talking about. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, but I have, I've got a funny story. So Faye works with us. So Faye works with me at the bar, so she'll know who I'm talking about. Let's call him Tom. Right, because we. Why do we always call people Tom? Because because we think about the Tom that we used to work with. But Tom's my brother's name, and it makes me feel really sorry for my brother. Okay, we're talking about Ben. Ben, that can work. This is the Ben. So I work with Ben. Ben's a glassy that we work with, and it's super funny. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So at this point, I think Steph having stage two brain cancer is common knowledge because whoever asked, I've told. Right, I'm like, I've got this giant scar on my neck. People know. Um, and it's really funny because we've got this glassy Ben and we were, I was talking to him the other night. I think it was Friday night and bless his little cotton socks clearly has no fucking idea. So we're talking about lazy town. Have you ever seen it? The TV show. 
The kids you know Australian. The, yeah, the meme. The kids show yeah. With the blue and the pink. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the blue and the pink. Yeah, yeah. The the one that got her really, really drug fucked at like sixteen. Yeah, that one. Yep. That one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about Lazy Town, then, right? The glassy Ben. He was like, <laughs> he was telling me about you know the villain on the show, the, the blue weird. guy. No, he was no, the superhero. That, that, it was the red guy with the mustache. The weird one. Yeah. Weird one. So yeah, he, whatever. Yeah. He became a meme. And, and then he got cancer and he got riddled with cancer and all the meme pages like banded together and funded his how um, his so treatment and stuff. Yeah. The and actual actor got cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah okay, okay. And, oh, wow. and, and he still continued acting and didn't tell anyone and anyone that knew, like, as I said, all these pages banded together to fund it and it's a really heartwarming story. That is beautiful. And then... Meanwhile, on the side, she's getting drug fucked, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> and then... And then um, ben was telling me again, he's like, yeah, and then he actually got it a second time and um, and he was like, nah, guys, like, I don't want to beat this again. Like, just fucking let me die, honestly, seriously. What? So then Ben goes on this rant, right, and this is in front of other people who actually know what I'm going through. He's like, yeah, man, fuck. Like, if I beat cancer and then I got cancer again, my life's a fucking joke at that point. Like, I'd be so done with no! it. I'm jaw on the floor because he's looking at me saying this, right? And I'm like jaw on the floor and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, fucking joking. <laughs> I vibe with that pretty fucking hard. You know yeah. what? You're right. Yeet <laughs> herself like... off the balcony. That, <laughs> I guess that's it. Oh this, this rant for like 90 seconds, he just kept going on and on and on about it. And I'm like, I've walked into the office because all the managers know, again, with this giant cock-sucking smile on my face. <laughs> and I'm like, you'll never fucking guess what happened, gentlemen. My life is officially a fucking joke. <laughs> The universe oh my God. is now expressing it to me through other people <laughs> who can look at me and be like, your life is a joke. Like, oh, man. But yes, so that happened. Does he know now? He knows now. What did but he I say? Didn't, I didn't tell him. Oh, I told, you didn't tell him? <laughs> Imagine going on that massive fucking run and then someone going, by the way. <laughs> Because um, I told this funny story to another bartender and the other bartender was like, I'm going to tell Ben. And I was like, fucking, all right, you tell him. So I went up to him. And he is. He's the sweetest little kid. And he's the, as I said, bless his cotton socks. Mm -hmm. Went up to him and be like, dude, like, you remember that time that you did this, this, this? Yeah, Steph has brain cancer again, bro. (laughs) (laughs) For the second time. (laughs) And he's just, his heart, his little heart. And I'm like, nah, it's funny. Who told him? Um, Maddie. Oh, of course it was. Yeah. Of course yeah. it yeah. was. Yeah. But yeah, and he's a little heartbreak and, and but and then he comes up to me and I'm just like, no, 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 you're right. It's a joke. It's fuck face. Like, no, I was talking about like if I had it again. I'm like, yeah, but I agree. The problem is not that you said it. The problem is that you were right. <laughs> but it's, it's so funny because how often do people talk about cancer around you? Not very often. Right. Yeah, and he right. happened to no, be. But yeah. one of the bartenders, again, this is before anyone knew except management. One of the bartenders, I was wearing a face mask one day. I was wearing one of the felt ones. Mm-hmm. And he's like, careful, face masks give you cancer. And what? I was like, I was like, <laughs> what? I wrote, so wait, no, joking. wait, wait he for joking, what she he said. Joking. And he's like, and, I, and my response was, well, pff, at least you can't catch it twice. And he's like, what? But I said, oh, I've had brain cancer in the past. He's like, oh. Well, at least you don't have brain cancer again. (laughs) (laughs) And again, it's just one of those moments where the universe is expressing itself through people. Yeah. To just, again, really... Basically, Steph, your life's a joke. (laughs) To really highlight that it wants to really fuck you, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You gotta do it. Go balls fucking deep, love. Do you know what I mean? Vicariously through other people, apparently. (laughs) Oh, so dear. I just wanted to get that one out there. So that's my week. I had <laughs> nothing nearly as funny. No, no. I had a fucking shit week. Nah, I had a, I had a, like a procedure done mm. where I went on a little rant on the bar actually, and you can like attest to this. So I had a procedure done, which basically meant that there was two things shoved up my vagina. Like, mm. uh, there's nothing else I can one, say. Unfortunately, one of them wasn't a penis. No, like, none of like them. None of them were a penis. So no fun things. No fun things. Just two slightly things shoved up my vagina. And I had four days off work as a result and then, well, an additional two days off work. And then I found out the reason that 
my uh, bar manager was like, I really just need you back by Friday. Was so one of the other boys could go to a concert because he'd had his his leave put in earlier. So I'm standing in the middle of the bar. I work I work in a like a five star Mediterranean nice restaurant on the beach side. Face sat up and she's ready to shot. Sorry, no. <laughs> so I'm standing in the middle of the bar. We're like in morning service, so it's still quiet. There's like maybe four or five tables. And I've gone, got, like turned around, found this out, turned around and gone, gone you mean to say, because I didn't know someone was going to shove a needle up my coochie, he gets the time off. Yep. And they were like, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 like, who the fuck do you think you are? I will shove a needle into your ball sack and you fucking tell me what you're doing. Are you coming to work? No, you're not. And then my boss comes up to up to me later in the day and he's like, you look miserable. I'm like, that's because I am. I'm in <laughs> yeah, pain, you dickhead. Um, so, yeah, that was my experience. That's the only experience I've had you, of the week. Did you go into work? I worked uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I know. Oh. Which is actually a nice little segue. It is a nice to what we segment. actually kind of wanted to talk about today. <laughs> Toxic and, masculinity, everybody. And, and I mean, we don't, we don't just want to go straight in on the men of shit because we're not that kind of podcast. We're not, no, we're not we're that not. podcast. We're we're not. Not. We, we appreciate, and I'll probably come in on this a lot of the time, being like, this is what a good man looks like because I've <clears> been lucky enough to... Find one. So we just need to find them for the rest of us. Same. Yeah. Like, 100%. I feel like, like, my boyfriend, he's dead fucking nice. He's dead lovely. Yeah. He is one of the good ones. And before we go into the complete toxic masculinity and men are trash, like, I, I have been thinking about it. And it is sort of, you know, there's a lot of lad culture. Like, from a very early age, boys are taught to not talk about their feelings. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of that sort of appropriation with it all is, like, they push everything down yeah and they don't express everything properly and that just sort of comes out in this like oh i'm fucking sick i'll do what yeah. i want and because a lot of different men are like that they all sort of bounce off each other in a they've sense. almost been conditioned like it's it's sad to see how they've been conditioned yeah. in the same way that it's sad to see how girls have been conditioned mm, yeah. which we've talked about before but like the guys being conditioned that way is horrendous and the I don't know whether your boyfriend's the same, but I think the reason my boyfriend is the way he is is he has more sisters than he has fingers. <laughs> and his mum is very open, very honest. They talk about their feelings. She'll call him and won't take no for an answer of, like, how are you feeling, how are you feeling? And she's been through some shit. Yeah. So I think that's why. I don't know if you're... See, um, I think with my boyfriend... Hold on, I'm sorry. I keep needing to cough. Get it all up. With my boyfriend, so number one, he was alternative as a kid. Mm. So there was sort of in England, there's sort of chavs and moshers. So explain what a mosh is. A mosher. I've never heard that. Oh, oh, I know English what a chav thing. is. Okay, a chav. I know what an eshe is. I know what a chav is, and I know what a lad is. So from what I know, a chav is sort of like an eshe, but an eshe is a little scrawny kid, and chavs are just dickheads. Chavs um, are like Adidas tracksuits and yeah, but and it's yeah, it's like. Yeah, all right, mate, aren't you fucking doing? I'll fucking scrap you. Like, that's a chav. Um, whereas moshers are uh, alternative people. So, you know when you're moshing? Like yeah. yeah. One of them. Um, moshers are sort of the more alternative crowd. They like alternative music. They dress alternatively. Like, Grant was very much into his punk yeah. music. Yeah. So, he, he wore, like, fucking spiked fucking leather jackets. And, I could and not the, see that. the baggy oh pants God, with I the w- chains and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah but he, he wore, he'd wear anything. Like, he wore dresses. He wore, like, this um, jumper that was, like, how do you describe it? Like, like that. Like, cross, cross, cross. Like, yeah. But, like, yeah. it was, like, woven, but, like, completely see-through. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Shit like yeah. that. Like, really alternative stuff. So, he would just have bogans. And then you've got, like, the rest of Australia. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it's re- like, basically, they're just really alternative people. And I find the alternative people are more understanding and more sort of open to listening to women, whereas yeah. the chavs are more in this lad football culture. Yeah. Also... Grant's sister. So um, Grant's sister had meningitis when she was a baby. I've had meningitis, but I was 18. Um, you were 18? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so she had meningitis as a baby. And wait, was it? I think it was meningitis, yeah. And um, the 
his mum brought had the baby back to the hospital and like no she's fine um and they didn't catch it and now she is completely disabled um wow. yeah she uh she can't really communicate very well like she's got to be in a wheelchair constantly yeah um, and i think can you sue your medical system for that is that a thing over there? Yeah, but it's very complicated. Yeah. And um, it'll I, take a long time as well. It's really not, not worth the money. They're mm. not rich. Like, you, yeah. you can't. Unfortunately, if you've not got money, you can't really get money. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with like the very much the different socioeconomic classes. Like, it's all, all a fucking mess over there. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, having someone like that in, that in his life sort of grounded him a little bit and really made him understand bigger issues and but stuff it teaches like them patience and stuff and mm. stuff like that as well like I think I've had a lot of shit to deal with with my siblings in terms of them doing crazy making crazy choices and having mental illnesses and that kind of stuff and it's taught me a lot of patience and it's taught me how to kind of communicate with people in different ways based on their needs and I think that's a lot of the time where guys fall down is they're like but this is how i talk to the lads and the lads get it when i say these things <laughs> yes. i don't know why he's lebanese but like <laughs> but like i wasn't gonna say but like well i think that's because there's okay we've been watching that guy on tiktok that's like ooshed, ooshed, all the time and he's lebanese he's from bankstown in new south Wales. there's a guy on tiktok and he's like ooshed, ooshed, all the time he started that trend anyway um <laughs> shut up i have a man who likes to live on tiktok in my life yeah, that's good because i feel really bad for being the one that lives on tiktok I oh i can't get him off it when we're going to like lay down and go to bed i'm like hi still here would you like me to take layers of clothes off like <laughs> what do you want from me i mean the answer would be yes but you're just you're just gonna take some initiative at <laughs> <laughs> boobs boobs hi how you doing nah nah it's not that bad it's not that bad but like um where was the fucking going with that yeah, no, guys, like, a lot of guys just, like, they talk to each other in a way that's been – they've been conditioned to talk to each other because yeah. they see it on TV or whatever and then they just – they're like, Whoa. And then you look at every movie ever and the guy's just like, but I don't understand. Like, emotions. He's, he's just doing what he's doing. And then, and then, yeah. But it's weird, right, because it, it's kind of like that concept of everyone's going to hate someone for something. Everyone's like, you're always going to have someone that has a problem with something. Because mm, yeah. we, we grill men for not expressing their emotions and then we grill men for expressing their emotions. And the men that are too in touch with their emotions or the men that aren't in touch enough. Yeah, they, it's the same with females. Or you're too emotional. Or, yeah. or like me, for instance, right now, who can't feel a fucking thing, I get, let me in, be emotional, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I feel sorry for, for guys, to be honest, because like... They get a hard rap, like, either way, they can't win. They've got chicks screaming at them being like, open up to me, don't be a dick, like, all this kind of stuff. And then they've got their, like, mates that a lot of the time are like, oh, you fucking pussy. Like, come on. A lot of the friends that I have from back home, like, especially mine and Grant's friends, they aren't like that. Yeah. So this is another thing with moshes. There's there's just not that, that culture. So it's like... If people like, like if my guy friends are open about their feelings, I will encourage that. I will help that, and so will the rest of their guy friends. Yeah. There's none of that. Oh, stop being a fucking pussy! Like, there's none of that mm. at all, and it's it's really nice to see. I find, especially with our generation, it's getting a lot better. It yeah. is. Yeah. The older generations were very keep stum, don't say anything, push your feelings down. You're a man, act like a man. Whereas now we are sort of opening up a little mm-hmm. bit more. Like, there's a lot of. Um, male prevention of suicide and stuff. Yeah, a lot of those movements. Yeah, Yeah, and I really like that. I find England is a little bit further ahead with it than than Australia, I found. There's a lot more sort of... Like, don't get me wrong, you still get your stupid football hooligans back home who are like, oh, yeah, sick fucking months. Um, (laughs) But, like, a lot of people that I meet, especially people I surround myself with, are a lot more open and honest about their feelings. Yeah. And it's, it's good. It's a lot that sort of the vibe we need to go down like i was reading this meme um about this woman like this thing is you liked it it was like how how why i am a feminist yeah um and one of the things was um ah i got my pigtails pulled in the playground or something and um my best friend told me that it's just because he likes you and like the sort of boys will be boys concept yeah 
And I feel like we have to get rid of that in kids. If you start getting rid of it in kids, then it will reflect in, in that yeah, adulthood. It's literally the same concept as anything. Grassroots is always the problem, right? Yeah. Grassroots is always how you fix something. Like women in sports, women in professional sports, you're not going to fix that problem unless you fix it in the grassroots sports. Yeah. It's because we're not training women enough in the grassroots area. Mm. The only reason I use that as an example is because I've done work on it. But I, it's the same thing. If you train that out of kids at a young age and you tell them that they can talk about their feelings and they you know you don't show a girl you like her by pulling her pigtails you show a girl you like her by being nice or talking to her or telling her or anything like that then all of a sudden you have a generation of men who are better boyfriends yeah well not just better boyfriends but better men (laughs) that was just where i went with that i was like i don't know how to say this how do i finish a sentence there (laughs) they're made from me bitch (laughs) everything is for me i've got a couple of examples i really want to throw out there and i think it's just again kind of that toxic masculinity kind of vibe but i had a situation a while back and we even spoke about it on the podcast at the time where someone i work with who was higher up than me said something really inappropriate about me and my boss in a text message yeah, like totally left a field was super inappropriate, um, and I got really upset about it mm-hmm. because, granted, whatever I'm friendly to everyone, like it's light floating, blah blah blah. But this gentleman that said this was married, yeah. Mm. So you know what I mean? It's it's inappropriate. It, it's sexual harassment in the workplace, even mm. if it's not said about me. I could still end his career if I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And when I was complaining about this to the the other person that was involved, his response was, "Well, I warned you what they were like." you should have seen this coming. What did you expect? I'm like, okay, cool, cool. So we, if we take that mentality and put that in, we told you that girls in skirts get raped. Mm. What did you expect? You were wearing a skirt and not actually that guy's just a piece of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I took that situation to another male and that's the response I got. And it actually reminds me of this time I was having a conversation with someone and I got really arced up about it because he basically said, if a chick was to pass out drunk and gets raped, it's kind of her fault. And I just went, excuse you? And he's like, well, you know, if you leave your car unlocked and your car gets stolen, whose fault is it? And I'm like, the thief. Literally the, the thief. Literally the person that stole the car. <laughs> Still the person, the person who stole the doing the fucking crime. Literally <laughs> the person that stole the car. And he's like, yeah, but it's irresponsible to leave your car unlocked. I'm like, it is. But the thief had the choice. No, but okay, still, it's, all, you know what it's I mean? all about a change of perspective. It's yeah. like... We have to lock our cars because people will steal them. Yeah. Like, yeah, why we have girls have to remain, you know, somewhat coherent because guys will fucking stick their dick in us if we can't say no. But like, you cannot sweep. sit there and be like, it's but not you unlocked your car. Yeah, but it needs no. it needs to be the other way around. It's yeah. like you put the we're all like all of us <laughs> with attention. Um, it's, it has to be the other way around. Like the perspective at the moment is we need to take preventative measures. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing as girl co- females being on contraceptives. Take the bullets out of the fucking guns, people. Like, yeah, why do we have to keep pr- protecting ourselves against the actions of the other people when they could just not do the fucking thing? Yeah. Literally, it's like in school, right? So we had these little planners that you could stick above your knee and they'd be about three inches, four inches, mm-hmm. four inches above your knee. Our school skirts had to be four inches above our knee because the male professors might get distracted. Yeah. Like, all the kids might get distracted. It's like, do not teach girls to keep their skirts rolled down. Like, don't get me wrong. We shouldn't have been rolling our skirts up anyway. But that's not our fucking issue. We were kids. You teach the boys, don't fucking look. And this is, I saw this on a, I actually read it. I didn't read it, sorry. I watched it somewhere and this chick was talking about it and it's the mentality behind teaching women to dress differently and teaching women to be more modest and stuff. You're basically saying rape the other girl. Yeah, pretty much. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm going to not dress like this so I'm more conservative, so he can just rape the other person Literally. who is dressed with less clothes. You're putting yourself... I have never thought of it like that. Yeah. That's a fucking brilliant point. You're putting yeah. yourself higher up the list yeah. of... In, instead, like, of, instead of fixing the problem... It's like how... Yeah, it's there. like how people, like, and, like, police and stuff using it as a deterrent. Yeah. Like, a speed camera is a deterrent. It's not going to stop people speeding. It's the same concept. It's basically saying, put your skirt down so there's less chance that they're going to rape you because it's easier to rape the other girl. And it doesn't change the rape. It doesn't change. No, I'm, I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> if, if someone, if, if a male or, or a female has that mentality that they're going to rape, they're going to do it either way. Mm. Like, it doesn't mm. matter what you're wearing. Like, 
that I I know a few. Well, I know a friend that um she she went out on a night out and got um date like the date rape drug and all that sort of stuff. It was really horrible for her. She was wearing fucking jeans. Yep. jeans and a cute top. You know, sneakers, yep. jeans and a cute top. What you just go out quite in. hard to get into if you're a guy. Literally, yeah. like, and if someone's gonna rape, they're gonna do it anyway. So yep. don't blame women. Blame the rapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm I'm gonna put a personal story out here for a second, right? And I actually I know this is gonna hit home with a couple of other people, but my when I was 17, um, I I don't I'm not a weed person. I don't really drink. Right, so when I was 17, I went to this party and I went with my best friend at the time. Granted, in hindsight, she's a real shit friend. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. The daggers that just came out of Steph's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Jesus she's Christ. All smiley to Nope. She's a real <laughs> fucking shit friend. No, so, so if you're listening to this, Steph thinks you're a shit friend. <laughs> and the only reason we went to this party is because she wanted to get laid with this dude. Mm-hmm. Now, do, keep in mind, yes, I was 17, but I'd never, I'd given a blowjob, but I've never been... Like, no one had ever finished in my mouth before. I was a virgin still. Like, I was quite reserved with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so I've had two drinks because you can have two drinks and then be sober by the end of the night. Mm. And someone's passed around a joint. And I just did it because why not? But I didn't realise the effect it would have on me mm-hmm. because I've never done it before and I'd had two drinks. I was like, Phew. like, I was pretty much, like, greened out for no reason. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? Anyway, so I've gone upstairs to find my friend because I want to go home. And as I've gone upstairs, there was a group of guys that like looked at me all night and it made me uncomfortable and mm-hmm. I wasn't really being social. And as I've gone upstairs and I've gone into a room to see if she's there, the guys are in that room and they close the door behind me. The situation gets different. You, this is not going where you think it's going, but it is. But no, so they closed the door behind me and you stood in front of the door. And the, the dude that had been looking at me all night was sitting on the bed and like almost like I wasn't allowed to leave. And then... I was trying to get out and he turned the lights off. But at that moment, she'd come through the door, like the friend, right? Because she knew that I was looking for her. And I went, that was that nearly ended really badly. I just want to go home. I just want to go home. Just want to go home. Her response was, oh, okay, just 15 more minutes. Fuck off. Either just fuck does mm-hmm. that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, that was, I only smiled because that reaction, you beat me to it. <laughs> It all, it all happens so quickly, right? Like, it, it was nearly a situation, but it wasn't. But I wasn't too sure what was going on because I wasn't quite all there. Yeah, it, right? it goes like that, And she it? literally just came through the door right at the right time. Oh, 15 more minutes. Anyway, anyway, we fast forward 15 minutes. I sat on the couch. I was downstairs. There was other people at the party, you know what I mean? Like, it was one of those things where that's an excuse. still yeah. you're uncomfortable. I know, it was super uncomfortable. But no, and then I've gone upstairs to look for her again, mm-hmm. and I've ended up in the same situation but just with that one guy on the bed and basically long story short i got forced into a blowjob because everything went downhill really fucking quickly it's the first time anyone ever come in my mouth and so that was taken from me and i literally had bruises on my arms the next day and and then once he was done he was done i could go that was it you know what i mean like he just it was i want to go i want to go i don't want to be here i don't want to be here and then it was forced upon me and so I'm fucking crying at this point and I've gone and found her. I'm like, we have to fucking leave. And I've gotten in the car with her and I'm bawling my eyes out. She's like, oh my God, I had no idea. I'm like, yes, you did. I, I told bitch. you 15 minutes ago. You Literally. said 15 more minutes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you did. And and she she had the whole mentality of, well, it's not my fault. I wanted to leave. I was in a bad situation and I wasn't all there because I'd smoked weed and I'd had a couple of drinks mm. and, you know, it was as a bad friend move. But no, but it's it's situations like that where even from a female a fellow female she kind of had the perspective of well you could have gotten out of it if you wanted to and it's like well you're right i could have bit his dick off oh. but that kind of makes the situation worse and they yeah. don't get it like and and people don't get it because it's, you, when you're in that situation you you feel almost obliged like yeah. you feel like i you're thinking like in the back of your head you sort of like what will people think like it, he'll probably make some shit up about me or I might as well just do this and then it'll be over yeah like I actually had a sort of similar situation getting all up close and personal now yeah. um I I was 14 and I went to um I'd just broken up with my uh, 14 or 15 and I'd just broken up with my boyfriend at the time well he just broken up with me I should say not in a great place um I was infatuated with this boy um, we've spoken all about that <laughs> infatuation oh yeah um, and i go to this party at my friend's house and i don't know many people there um and i get really i get really drunk like english fucking culture of when you're a teenager at a house party you get fucking leathered yep um leathered. so <laughs> <laughs> i got i got like 
fucking blackout fucking drunk. Um, and I remember, what I remember is this guy leading me up to this room um, in the dark. I, I remember sort of lying down and just being like really fucked. I remember getting picked up and, oh shit, and um, <laughs> giving someone a blowjob, but like literally like he stuck his dick in, in my mouth and I, I remember being like... <laughs> And I, I wasn't coherent. Like, I was being moved on a dick. Like, my mouth was being fucking moved on a dick. Um, and then I think I wasn't doing it well enough, so we just sort of wanked and came in my mouth and left. Um, <laughs> you weren't doing it well enough because you weren't doing it at all. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't doing any of it. You were all teeth. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and I remember sort of lying down not really understanding what had happened, being like 14, 15 as well, like it's fucked, bro. Um, and then sort of crawling to the shower um, and just sort of lying in the shower, throwing up and crying. Like, cause it, I just had a And she laughs as she says. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's spicy, spicy trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh, when you said that to me, it made my day. Um, Can we just acknowledge that that came from me? Yeah. Spicy's my word. Is that you? Yeah, it's me. The the more respect, like, the more I meet you, the more respect I have for you. It's fucking amazing. Spicy drama. Um, All the spicy drama. It's actually probably my boyfriend's more than anything. He says spicy drama earlier on. Matt. Shout out to Matty. (laughs) (laughs) But it is totally that mentality. Of you're better off just getting through it. And I can talk about an experience, some might say very recently, where I was out with someone and granted we'd slept together in the past and whatnot, like we we dated and stuff and we were pretty drunk and I stayed over and he just kept pushing for it. And I was not interested. I was like dry as a nun's vagina at this point. I was tired. I still I don't like that phrase. Find another one. Nuns' vaginas would not be dry. But it hits home every time. See? <laughs> sorry. If you were having enough sex, sorry to interrupt you here, but if you were having that little sex, you would not be dry. You would be sopping wet at the sight of anything. She's right. No, know. she's not. You look no, at a yeah, ba- she is. You look okay. at a banana and you'd be like, oh, shit, no, wet floor sign. Because when my long-term relationship turned to shit, I was no longer horny at all ever and I'd go months without sex. So yeah. just quietly. But okay, just so your long term relationship that had a lasting effect on you and that. Yeah, but they have long term yeah, relationships you were... with God. <laughs> yeah, right. You were no longer horny. If I was not having sex because of an oath I'd made to the fucking powers that be, I'd be horny all the fucking time. Same. Anyway. But You're but right. it, was, <laughs> thank you. it was literally to the point of I literally went, I hope you know that if this happens, it is just so I can go to sleep because I know you're not going to let it go and I'm going to lay here like a starfish. And his response was, oh, well, now you've made it weird. But yeah, he still did it anyway. It was already weird, Helen. Oh, it was already weird. Yeah, I was I was just not interested. And it really fucking annoyed me because that whole thing, it was, oh, I want you to go on top. And I'm like, no, he still put me on top. I said no so many times See, that you night. can be put on top in a sexy kind of way. That's not a sexy kind of way. Yeah, I said no so many. And, like, every time I said no, it happened anyway. And I'm like, at what? Like, the fucking audacity. Because we, you know? Do you do you not consider that, like? I don't know. I would. Because I'm still a little bit eh about it. I understand it. that you've had a sort of relationship with them, and that's fine. But that's no means no. It doesn't matter. Like, so... I, I got to a point where I was like, because I wanted to fucking go to sleep and this was after, this was like three hours later, where I'm like, you're not fucking taking no for an answer tonight, are you? But that's not, that... Like, that doesn't make it okay. Make I know, it, that I'm is, aware. That is definitely... I'm not very comfortable saying the word. Yeah. But, um, like, so for instance, another sort of traumatic, spicy trauma um, thing that happened to me was I was with someone who I was very much in love with and um, we were we were having sex and it was we we did have a safe word for our kinky sex but when it was just the, you know the loving sex that you and your boyfriend say the loving romantic sex yeah um it we didn't it was just more of a sort of us thing and i was having sex with him and i was um i was i was kind of tired so i was doing you know the lying down doggy where you just sort of do nothing yeah, yeah. i was like I me mean, i was moving my ass a bit trying to slap on it a bit but i was like apart from that i was like that's all the effort you get bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> all you baby all you <laughs> and do you ever get it where you've not been prepped enough because yeah. you know when you just go straight into sex rather than foreplay yeah and you you're in that sort of doggy position and it hits something fucking wrong and you're like ow yeah ow. and <laughs> this i this is not moaning from pleasure and yeah. yeah and i said to him i was like 
stop. I was like, ow, no, stop. But he was in the middle of, he was just about to come. So I got my head pushed into a pillow and I was like, no, no, please stop, stop, stop. And he didn't and he finished. And it's like, just because I was in that loving relationship doesn't yeah. mean that it's not. Do you know what I mean? That, what happened well, with you? Is no, and right. that's what I mean. Like the whole time I was there and things were happening, I was thinking for fuck's sake, like this is so wrong and I wanted mm -hmm. to stop it, but I just wanted to go to bed. So it's that mentality of but that's, if I do it, he'll just go to sleep. That's an issue with like the whole the whole Stigma scenario in general is like we've been conditioned that, you know, through things like blue balls, et cetera, we've been conditioned yes. that we can't say no because it is more about them and they can't function without nutting. Well, and I'm not I'm not saying I'm not blaming yes. my mum, but I was because it's a gen it's a society thing, but I was raised a people pleaser. Yeah. Same. Right? Like my mum raised me as a yes man. And I, I'm still oh. trying to get over it. But it's but also it's also the side of things of like they don't have to nut all the time. Because like I had this conversation with Matt the other day he joked something about blue balls like not to do with me just like something else and I was like blue balls fuck you first of all <laughs> I don't want don't ever bring that up with me ever again and he was like no no it is a thing but we have to be horny for like two to three hours on end for it to actually I'm be sorry, a problem if you've got blue balls go to the shower and do it yourself, do it yourself. yeah me. and that's what I said I was like go to the shower do it. like that was what the conversation went and he was like we hadn't been He's going to fucking kill me for saying that. <laughs> we hadn't been in the same house for a week because we were living together for a bit because there was a situation, whatever. And he was like, you know, I've only wanked once since we haven't been together in the last week. And I haven't, I just haven't felt the need. So if he can go from having his girlfriend in his bed every night, yep. which, you know, A leads to B leads to C. That's right. <laughs> as it should. Leads to the D. Leads to the <laughs> <A>. <laughs> I think we just found our intro, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> to the next week being like, I just didn't feel the need. Like they don't need to nut every day. And they've spent the last 15 years doing it themselves. Yeah. So why can't they just fucking do it with them do it to themselves? Yeah. Like they can. It's the they, answer. Can. they fucking can. <laughs> they can. But what's that TikTok thing? It's like girls won't know when they turn the shower head. It's like, we fucking know yeah. because we wish you would do it instead. <laughs> It's actually really funny because now that we've had this conversation, I'm pretty sure this guy's going to get reamed. I'm already mad about it. Reamed? Not rimmed, just reamed. to clarify. I'm going to get angry at him. I w you, reamed, is that angry? Yeah, he's, she's going to yell at him. Okay, thank you. Learning <laughs> Australia <laughs> bit by bit. <laughs> because at the time I was like, fuck, I just want to go to bed, but now I'm angry about it because now I'm but all worked up. I, <laughs> I've, done, I've done it a million times where I've gone out and I'm like, okay yeah I guess like whatever we'll do it or whatever like I've got one night stands I don't remember the names of I don't care boyfriend doesn't care it's fine because I got you get to a point where you're like well you've been following me around for the last eight and hours you, so may need, as well we and it's like that little bit of validation that I get yeah. justifies that little bit of like okay whatever you can have my body and a lot of the time like only up until like recently with being in a relationship where there's like a lot of feelings involved and it's like, it's romantic sex. Like I said to you guys before, when he gets rough with me, I'm like, we feel like imposters. Oh. Like, <laughs> we get rough, we feel like imposters. Like, but what like, what about the cuddles? Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. it's only recently that I've started to feel like I'm actually part of it as well. Mm. Whereas like before, it's like, okay, I'll just lay here. And like, and I used, used to think it was because I was into servitude and like, I, like, I, I'm very much all for them being pleased and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like there is elements like I love blowjobs. Blowjobs are my thing. Like, I like that. I'm a submissive. Yeah, there's elements of that that I really like, but mm -hmm. it's only recently that I've been like, oh, I actually feel like a participant in this now. Yeah. Rather than Literally. just just like a, a prop. <laughs> Before I was a prop, now I'm actually a participant. And it's that kind of like that side of things from him, of him being like very engaged in what I need as well yeah, rather than with your feelings and your needs yeah. rather than just his own. And if he if he doesn't not, he doesn't not. Granted he does most of the time because <laughs> you're a good fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that kind of thing, like I spent so long being like I'll just have sex with him because mm. he's here, first of all. Second of all, I'm pretty sure he needs to not. Thirdly, I'm not doing anything else. And now I couldn't think of anything worse. Literally, like, on that note, I actually have – it's a sort of funny story. 
Um, so I was with, when I'd broken up with my boyfriend, I was sleeping with this guy for a pretty long time. Um, like eight months. But like, it was a fuck buddy for eight months. So yeah, yeah weird feelings. And he'd used to come over really fucking late at night. And um, so he, he we, we did a lot of cocaine in England. You can definitely mention that on the podcast. Uh, yeah, so we did. Which, we did. by the way, is only like 80 pounds a gram over there. Don't even get me started. Yeah. Oh, and it's so much better. Um, but yeah, so. Welcome to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> How uh, you doing? We'll give you a quarantine and we'll double the price if you get it. Yeah, trust me, I'm and like. That's half as good at that point. Cheers, guys. Uh, no, so he'd done a lot of coke and he'd come around and sometimes he couldn't even get it up. He'd just sort of vomit in. Um <laughs> Oh, it was great. Like refolds in it itself because you can't quite get it in the Yeah, hole. it was sort of like yeah, you'd fold the penis, you'd tuck it into the <laughs> vagina and just sort of flop around for a little bit. And I'd be like, sort of. I'd, 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 he was very good at dirty talk, so it didn't matter. I was just sort of like. like into it. Like, yeah, he just, I, 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 he would turn around at one point and then this is fucking disgusting. And he was like, you could be my little cum dumpster, yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway um so by like so we do it a couple of times and i'd be like great this is fine and then i want to go to sleep and he used to just like sort of carry on and carry on and i'd be like oh, i can't i want to go to bed i've got we've got work tomorrow and he'd still just sort of not it wasn't like or like rub it up against your bum in hopes that it would get hard again. He just yeah, slide in. Well, it was never yeah. hard, darling. Too much cocaine. <laughs> there was no hard. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He could still come flaccid. Like, yeah. if, but it was that's that, impressive. It, it, you know what? <laughs> the boy got props. Like, fuck it up. By the end, it was like, <laughs> but it still fucking worked. Do you know what I mean? We're talking like the cocaine went in and then came out. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> 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 but like, it was that sort of feeling. I was lying there and I was like. Oh, fine like mm. and you just it's that mentality that apparently all women just sort of get all at women. some point why we just have the what all right okay uh, literally, it's literally the i know it's not technically rape but if i say yes you'll leave me alone yeah mm. literally and like there is like with that definitely definitely was yeah. not the r word because yeah, that's yeah 100 wasn't i was sort of like oh can't be asked but okay your thing a little bit different like that that's pushing the side like, of... It is pushed, but I'd said no so many times, but it was literally to the point of, I just want to fucking go to sleep. Just leave me alone. I know this will take like three minutes max. That is... How then, bad is that, that we get to the point where we're like... But then he... Went, it will take me longer to argue with you yeah. than spread my legs. Oh, and, see, and it was the point where I'm like, and then he went to throw another position. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> No. You're lucky you're getting this. Like, <laughs> fuck me. Or when they try and edge themselves and you're like, can you just do it already? Oh, bro. They're like, I don't want to come so early. And I'm like, but I really want you to, so. Like, I'm getting nothing out of this. Fucking finish. Yeah. Like, like, which is just, terrible in itself. That yeah. sentence. Yeah. But that's that's what I mean. It's like so bad that we're just, we're conditioned to be like, oh, fine. Like, the female brain is just conditioned to give in. Whereas, yeah. like, we should be conditioned to want it equally and like only say yes if we're in it as much as they are. Like, Whereas I'm otherwise sorry. it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. But I look back at relationships and stuff and if I wanted it and he didn't, it wasn't going to happen mm. because they're so firm. They're like, no, like, fuck off. I'm trying to go to sleep. I'm tired. Yeah. But He's letting these again. Then, then, that was a beautiful impression, darling. I'm fucking put. I'm tired. But then, but then you it's really. All men's like. <laughs> but yeah, and then you really want it, and you try to get them worked up, but it's like I don't think that's ever happened where it's actually worked out for me. But if you go I'm anywhere near their dick after they've said no, it's the end of the fucking world. However, if you said no, their dick is automatically in the butt crack. But they're like, oh, but that's yes. a maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you if they say no and you're like, oh, I'll just maybe I'll work him up to it, you. Still stick your butt on their dick and it's like for the next week. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you say no and then they go in for a fucking big spoon because they conveniently know they can just jam it in the ass crack, give it a little shaky shake, she'll be hard, you'll say yes, done. Literally, and that is fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. oh, fuck, I don't if you back it up on them, it's the end of the world. If they come in a big spoon. Okay, so hear me out, right? So picture this <laughs> set the scene set the scene let's go <laughs> and I'm just saying this because I think it'll be hilarious now I don't have a strap on yet but we've all talked about how I want to peg someone likes a good old pegging <laughs> I really want to peg someone could you imagine being in a relationship as a female where they say no so you go in for the big <laughs> <suit>? <laughs> yes <laughs> 
Oh my god! With yes. like with like a six inch black cock. <laughs> they say no, and you're like, all right, honey, just let me go to the bathroom. I'll be back in a second. Yeah, Cuddle. Slide it. Slide it between their ass crack. Let's see how they fucking like. Yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck? And they're like, yeah, how does it feel, cunt? Right? <laughs> it's already hard. <laughs> oh, on that note, I'll I spit th- on it first. I swear. <laughs> no, I just need a pee break if that's okay. Go for uh, it. So. Okay, and we're back. I don't remember what we were talking about. I don't know, but we're probably like borderline wrapping it up we're anyway. Borderline wrapping it up. Oh, is there anything else that um after your piss break, <laughs> <laughs> other than she just destroyed half of South Bank? <laughs> like you didn't hear the explosion? Like people are screaming outside. <laughs> Would you like to tell the podcasters what you just said to me? I was just ex- <laughs> I was just explaining that I've been needing to piss for quite a while. I was thoroughly enjoying a little chat, so I was just holding it in for a while. And ladies, you might know that sometimes when you've been holding a piss in for so long and you start to piss, your vagina isn't quite ready to open up yet. So it's sort of like a steady stream of <laughs> going through. And I was explaining- like a water pisser with a lot of pressure. That's exactly it. what I said. Um, and then I was sort of explaining. It sounded like a really intense version of one of those like rain sticks that you turn upside down. It's like. <laughs> but we still did like we just yeah. kind of talked for a while which was really nice i love shit like this yeah, yeah. we oh, just talk it's so fun i feel like that it's less pressure as well like if you're yeah. just sort of having a nice chat with the girls like if we try and do it too structured it's a bit like or forced like oh we're talking about this and now we're talking about this it's just been nice chat between the girlies nice. really. <laughs> it's had a really nice chat it's like it's we we've, we've adapted this style recently like if you've listened to the pers- first few podcasts mm-hmm. it was very much a this is what we want to talk about and we'd have guests that would come on for specific reasons mm-hmm get a girlfriend on you're like yeah fuck it this can go anywhere <laughs> yeah see what happens <laughs> and we've touched on some pretty interesting shit at this we point we have we've mm-hmm. gone through a lot we've we've talked about enough that people will care i've got a man who's about to have his life destroyed like i'm gonna- <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've just like irked you on and just like fucking i am i've gone all like feminist now yeah. I'm like you're right no does mean no like- <laughs> <laughs> see i'm very much in that mentality anyway like in back in England, it is very much like me and all my girlfriends are very like, no means no, bitch. Mm-hmm. Especially after everything you've been through with all your spicy trauma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to sort of have that mentality and reassure yourself because you're a people pleaser. I'm a people pleaser. Mm. You sort of have to say to yourself, nope, that's wrong. You're a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it is okay for the guy just to be a cunt. Yeah, I'm getting there. Like, in hindsight, after that situation when I was in 17, mm. if anyone else now would try and do that, I'd like to believe I'm smart enough, strong enough, and more capable enough to Oh, dude, neither the dick straight away out the out the door. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. my people Can't run without your dick. My people pleasing <laughs> I love you. Has oh, definitely yeah. changed. A hundred percent. I think it's a process as well. Like, mm. I'm still in the process. Oh, so I had I got bleach burned. Um, at the hairdressers and my neck is absolutely fucked and I I emailed them and I said oh the service is really great and I'm really happy with the colour but I want my money back because you burnt me in the nicest <laughs> way possible and, and, it, and it's a bad burn like we're it's pretty bad now. yeah it's bad. like it was fucking oozing at work it was not very Ooh. nice it was so painful Steffi put some like spray on me and I was like <gasps> and she's like dripping onto the bench like she's trying to push out a watermelon like <laughs> <laughs> Steph's just rubbing my back gently I'm like thank you um but yeah, so I spoke to my mum and I do need to go in and sort of be like, not, it's just on the subject of people pleasing, go in and be like, um, you know, this is what you've done to me. I would like, I would like my money back. I'd like some compensation for some cream and just sit in that uncomfortableness and see what they say. Yeah. Because mm. you've got to practice your way out of people pleasing because it's very easy to sort of save people's feelings and save yeah. people's emotions to save yourself the uncomfortableness. But that's a good lesson to learn across everything, like whether it's that situation or whether it's a situation at work. Like all three of us have examples of situations at work that we're not comfortable in and you just have to stay there and be comfortable in that situation mm. or say something. Yeah. And I've gotten myself to a point where I am just – so don't give a fuck if they fire me that I just say something now. <laughs> but it's like you you can learn yourself into those and that's a good – probably a good note to end it on is people and particularly young women need to be encouraged to learn how to sit in that uncomfortableness mm-hmm. like you say and teach themselves how to come at those situations 
in a way that makes them comfortable, get achieves the result. With like doesn't, a strong sense of self. Yeah, doesn't step too far out of the, where they're comfortable, but also with a strong sense of self with that, with, I guess, enough... Self-worth. So, yeah, I, I don't know if self-worth is quite the word, mm. but with enough self-worth we'll go with to say, no, I deserve better than this. Yeah. Definitely. I deserve better yeah. because I am a human being. I have feelings. I'm the main character. Like I get to be one of those people who gets to deserve better. I don't have to fall prey to this societal bullshit. Yes. And the more, same as the opposite of teaching young boys not to – pull hair of the girl he likes, etc. But the more young women who are taught to believe that they don't deserve that, that they do deserve more, yeah. teach on both ends. Mm. Fucking Ooh, fine and dandy. Yeah. <laughs> I've just cured the world. <laughs> I, I'd like to just tack one on as well. It's like, unfortunately, this is something I've learned and we've all learned it. We've all learned it the hard way, but it's, <coughs> but it's the kind of thing of like, People are horrible, and especially working in hospitality, we know mm. people are horrible. People will treat people like shit. People don't care about anyone but themselves. Yep. And the sooner you learn that and the sooner you realise that you have every right to put people in their place for disrespecting you, mm-hmm. the better off you'll be. 100%. Yeah. But it's also not to let that define your everyday. Yep. Like, just because people are horrible and you don't like a certain scenario, that doesn't mean your life has to be defined by the fact that someone is horrible to you. And hospitality workers feel that every day where we get the shit kicked out of us metaphorically because of every other thing that's wrong with a person's life and just happens to be our fault because, no, we won't serve you another drink because (laughs) you are fuck-eyed, mate. Mm -hmm. But that's where we need to not let that carry over into our personal lives because a lot of particularly hospitality – this is just an example that the three of us can relate to, but I'm sure there's other examples in other industries. That's where hospitality workers go down the route of being that fucking guy yeah. who's drug fucked drinking because that's their coping mechanism. So trying not to let accepting that people are assholes, but trying not to let that affect you in a way that fundamentally defines your life. Yes, yeah. definitely. All people are cunts, but <laughs> you don't need to let that hurt you. Yeah. You accept that they're cunts. And you move on with your life. And you, you be a better person, so you're not one of them. Yeah, you, you you are the difference between them. Yeah. We are the difference between the Karens. Like, <laughs> that is us. <laughs> it's a generational we, thing. Yeah. We're the people who keep that little bit of hope. Yeah. I, I appreciate my mentality changed when I became a manager because I used to people please and let the shit be given to me because I didn't want to get told off from managers. Mm. But now I'm like, who the fuck's going to tell me off a fellow manager who's also going to tell you you're a cunt? Probably not. <coughs> See, I had it back home. Where I, I have had that mentality, even even as like management or anything like I'd like as a supervisor, all that sort of stuff, I'd be like, Oh, I'm gonna be really nice to customers. Came to Squire, oh <laughs> loved those boys on the bar. Yeah. So like customers would turn around to me and they'd be like someone was like, Oh, couldn't I get it for half price then? I've got fucking two of the boys behind me like, uh, no. Who the fuck do you it's think you so are? It's so nice. Like, <laughs> look, the language gets a bit out of control and it we're does. actually trying to tone it down like we've had words from upper management, but... Have we? We have. <laughs> um, but no, it's some of the boys behind the bar are just royal cunts to dickhead customers. It's so nice. It's but why, why can't we normalise that in... This is another tangent that we don't need to yeah, go right not. down. <laughs> but, like, why can't we normalise? If you're going to be a prick to me, why can't I be a prick in to you? Fairness, why do I have to tickle your fairness, balls just because... I've watched some of them take it a bit too far. But yeah, but... But you, if you give them enough, it's like it's like a kid whose parents are like, "Go drink, go have fun, just be sa- just be safe." Those kids aren't the problem. The problem yeah. are the parents who are like, "Don't fucking do the thing." You do the same thing with hospitality and pl- with anyone in general. Mm-hmm. If you just treat people the way that you are being treated, that you'll be fine. Yeah. And if they're an asshole to me. I get to be an asshole to them, yeah. and we're done. As the sort of doe-eyed sort of just come from Manchester and was really, really nice to everyone on the floor kind of girl to come on to that situation and not take so much shit. And it links back to you being like, try not to let, like, to compartmentalize and let this shit get to you. But sometimes it fucking does. Yeah. And to come on the bar and have that support is, it's, it's just lovely. Yeah. Dead nice to sort of be like, oh. You don't get to call me a cunt. You don't get to treat me like shit. Get the fuck out of my bar. How's that sound? (laughs) Yeah. Guess who has all of the power? Yeah, Yeah, I was literally (laughs) just about to say that. That's always been my thing because I've worked in like, when I worked at the casino, that was kind of like the thing was 
customer services before 10 p.m. only like after 10 p.m. and that's like five whole hours of service <laughs> yeah. after 10 p.m. you're like if you're gonna treat me like shit I get to say it right back to you <laughs> um that was not an official word for a management but it was like a yeah, nudge, yeah, nudge. Trust, that's what it's like. yeah but it, you learn how to be like you know what actually you're full of shit and they're like oh, I'm gonna speak to your manager I'm gonna have you fired it's like mm, you're not <laughs> Because you could say whatever the fuck you want to my manager and I know full well they're going to come to me and I'll be like, look, he did this thing. I called him a cunt. It's fine. Like, yes, that's what it is. Yes. Like, I'm, I will be openly honest with my manager when I call a customer a cunt. I don't care. Like, no, there's no point in lying about there's it. There's no point. Yeah. Well justified. It so was well. If, if I think it's justified that I've called them that or if I think it's justified that I've been rude to them back, then I... I would want to be working for people who would agree. Yeah. 100%. You don't want to work in a situation that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. If you don't have the support of your managers, then leave. And I, again, this is everywhere in life. You want to be around people who have who support you and if you think something is justified, they agree with you. Mm-hmm. And if or if not, if you don't call them a cunt, they'll push you into it. Yes. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> there you go. There you That's go. me. Done. I'm done. Dusted. Fabulous. Well, Again, for those of you who asked this week, that was episode 34. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've asking questions. Uh, please feel free to ask again what episode next week is because I think it might be 35. I'm not, I don't know. Big baby, thanks so much, guys. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but no, Faye, thank you so much for coming on. It's been amazing. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for it's, having me. It's, 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 it's. I just need to go fix your plumbing now, I think. We need to patch up a few holes. Patch up a few holes. (laughs) (laughs) Apologise to some people. (laughs) Uh, Thanks so much for listening once again, guys. Follow us on um, Instagram, Twitter. I don't use the Twitter. Don't follow us there. Um, (laughs) TikTok at OK But Seriously Podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on everything. We're on places. Just you're big people. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> no. You so usually do the, okay, bye. And I just let oh, you do it. I didn't know we were done. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> I hope face was just cuddles. Yeah. I cuddled a lot of men at one time. Hey, but it's a mentality. Like, I was a fuck boy and I'm willing to admit it. Have you fucked your whole past <laughs> is the question she's trying to ask. Where do men draw the line? Like, what the break fast and talk more than there's no... But sometimes I put, like, an emoji next to it to kind of hint at what kind of sex oh it was. Oh, my God. You're a 